Welcome to the Birth Prep Podcast. I'm excited you're here. I am honored to play a part in your birth preparation journey. Hello, my lovely mamas-to-be. Welcome back to the Birth Prep Podcast. I am your host, Taylor Miniberry, and today we are talking all about a fear-free birth experience. Now, if you've never even heard of such a thing, don't worry, I hadn't at one point either. And honestly, the goal isn't being fear-free, but minimizing and dealing with and processing our fears is absolutely the goal. And I'm going to tell you why, and then I'm going to tell you how to do that. When you take fear into the delivery room, whether it's intentional or not, it has the potential to completely shift the vibe and the outcome of your labor and delivery experience. I personally know firsthand just how much damage fear can do. It highly affects your mindset, which is crucial to keep in check, Um, but it also affects us physically, and we'll chat more about that in just a little bit. Um, I also know what birth can look like when you work on absolving your fears before it's showtime, which is why I've made helping you have a quote-unquote fear-free birth part of my mission here as I help mamas all over the world plan and prepare for the birth of their dreams. In the last few episodes, I've been talking a lot about my personal experience, so I won't dive too much into that, but I want to just talk to you a little bit about um, why fear is so normal and so natural for you to feel. On top of it being extremely natural, society tells us that birth is hard and scary. I don't know very many people who haven't had a traumatic birth experience. It doesn't have to be like that. I have created that result for myself. I'm here to tell you that that is not required of you. Trauma is not required to birth a baby. We were made for this and beautifully designed to do exactly this. But unfortunately, birth has been entirely institutionalized. Everything that was beautiful and sacred about birth has been turned into an industry that profits hugely off of uninformed and scared mamas-to-be. And I freaking hate that. It makes my blood boil. But that is the reality that we live in, which is why I'm here doing what I'm doing. It's extremely natural for us to fear birth. It's new, and our brains don't like us doing new things, especially things with huge risks like birth. Just simply because it's our brain's job to keep us safe and alive. And our brain knows that it's kept you alive and safe up to this point. So it's going to want to continue doing exactly what it's always done, which is why new things just alone are scary. But add in the fact of all of the horror stories and the fact that there's scary statistics out there. It's very unsafe for a woman to be giving birth in the United States, especially if you're a person of color. It's good information to have because these are statistics that we need to be made aware of so that we can plan accordingly to not become one of those statistics. But we don't need to use it to fuel our fear. So why am I so obsessed with fear and you not feeling fear in the delivery room? Fear manifests in the body as tension. I'm sure you can think of a time where you were frightened and your body tensed up, and that's not normally an issue, but during birth, when your body is trying to open and relax, it can easily become a problem. That tension in your body is what creates pain. Labor is a lot of work. It's literally in the name. But it does not have to be painful. When fear is present, those pain receptors become a lot more sensitive and it's very easy for things to get a lot worse just because of the state of your mind. That's why dealing with these things is so important. It can literally shift the entire dynamic and the outcome 
of your labor and delivery experience. And I want you to have the birth that you're dreaming of. And your body knows what to do to give birth. Just like it knew how to create an entire human being from freaking scratch plus an organ to sustain that life. Like your body's amazing. But your brain can very easily get in the way of your body's goals when fear is present. So now we know our fears and why it's important to acknowledge and try to work through them. But that's going to just beg the question, how? (laughs) Don't worry, I'm going to tell you. Um, The first thing that I personally recommend and what I work with on my clients is tracing those fears back to the origin. When we know the source, it's so much easier to start shifting things. I always tell the story of my child being scared of something in the dark. And this thing looks really scary from their point of view. And it looks really dangerous and like it might hurt them and it's scary. And then you flick on the light and it's a stuffed animal, you know, like once you shed some light on the subject, you're like, oh, well, that's not really as scary as I thought it was. And that's the same thing with a lot of the fears that we have surrounding our birth, because a lot of the fears that we have come from other people's birth stories, horror stories you may have heard, maybe your mother's experience with you, even a previous birth that you've had. Um, But this is a new story to be written and you get to write it wanted to just quickly tell this story because when I was going to have my fourth baby, which I was planning a home birth and that was the experience that I was planning for myself. And I was terrified, terrified of my baby being breached. And I was confused because I had never had this fear in any of my previous births. I knew it was an option. Obviously it was a concern. Um, We always checked that baby was head down, but this was like an an unbearable fear that I was holding on to, that I was clinging to for several months during my pregnancy. And I had to trace that crap back to the origin to be able to deal with it. Turns out I had borrowed that fear from a family member who had recently had a breached baby and ended up with a C-section instead of her desired birth outcome. And my brain collected that and said, oh, that's gonna happen to you. Get very, very scared. Basically trying to sway me from attempting to give birth, our brains don't understand that that's something that we're just going to eventually have to do. Um, So it's important for us to just start dealing with those fears because our brain doesn't understand that, even though we, I know we understand it, but our brain's job again is to keep us safe and birth is scary and new. And we have a lot of these stories and it's going to just say, "Mm, maybe we don't do that. Maybe we just don't. So they're going to give you every excuse in the book to make you not do that. When I was preparing to birth my fourth baby at home, I had to go find a lot of birth stories that showed me that having a baby in my living room without any medication and a team of doctors in case something went wrong and all the things, I had to go and see that that was a possibility for me and something that I could do and pull off and be safe and all of the things. I had to tell my brain, hey, look, they did it. Can you calm down a little bit? Can you relax? Can you leave me alone? <laughs> Our brains are toxic, guys. Um, but this is this is good stuff, though, because the, these things really, really helped my mindset surrounding birth. So what birth stories do you need to give back? And what evidence do you have that your birth plan is possible? Next, we're going to chat mindset really quick. We already know our brain's job is to keep us safe, but what does that mean? In short, it's going to try to stop us from going through with giving birth, like we just said, um, as if we have a choice. It's going to do this by telling us that we can't. When our brains start doing their job, we'll be ready because we are going to practice some positive thoughts to feed our brain. Little treats. Here you go. Oh, I see you're upset. I see you're freaking out. We're going to just, here's a little treat. Here's a little positive thought for you. These positive thoughts are more commonly known as birth affirmations. I used to think 
they were super silly, but um, I ate my words. I love them. I'm obsessed with them. I strongly support using birth affirmations and practicing them during your pregnancy. They helped me so much. One thing that I noticed when I was pregnant with my fourth baby and I was practicing these affirmations, some of them seemed a little bit far-fetched. Like, I honestly, at that point, didn't really truly believe that I was entirely capable of doing my crazy off-the-wall plan (laughs) that, you know, to a lot of people, it was crazy. And based on my experience and all of the birth experiences that I had had in the past, it was crazy. It was insane. And if I went and told my OBGYN, like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this, they would have been like, you're insane. There's no way you can do that. There's no way you can pull that off. You were supposed to have a C-section by now, blah, 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 all the things. So I didn't exactly entirely believe that. So telling my brain something that I just didn't believe wasn't exactly helpful. So I want to offer you this thought that you can maybe, maybe like bridge to that. Like maybe you're not quite there yet that your body is, was made for this, but maybe you can say, I want to see what happens if I try. I want to see what happens if I do implement all of the work that I've done and I do the prep work and I do the mindset work. I want to just see what happens. I want to see if I can do it. You're still hyping yourself up. It's not this crazy off the wall belief that your brain is having a really hard time grasping. You want to help your brain get to the point that where you can actually believe what you're telling yourself. You can also go out and find any evidence to support your thoughts. Like when I said my body was made for this, I didn't really, I obviously know I believe in God. I believe we were beautifully designed and created. I believed that at the surface level, but I didn't really truly understand how the female body actually worked to birth babies. So once I took the time to educate myself on that, it was much easier for my brain to believe, oh yeah, you were made for this. And these are the things that happen. And this is exactly how it goes. And your baby and your body know what to do. The number one affirmation I found myself repeating over and over and over again during my home birth, and it wasn't intentional or planned, I just found myself saying it over and over again, was that my body could do anything for one minute. And that's how long my contractions were lasting. So every time a contraction came, I just was like, I can do this. I can do anything for one minute. My baby is worth doing anything for one minute. Like I would literally die and come back. Like I would do anything for one minute for my baby. I would do it all. And it made it so much easier for me to get through those one minute long contractions that were really tough at one point. And I got through it and that really helped me personally. I have free birth affirmation cards. I'll link those for you. I also have some special birth affirmation cards inside of the Fear Free Birth Workbook that is inside of the Discord. If you liked this podcast, you should go get that book. It's free for my Discord members and it's free to join the Discord. So go and get it. You can leave if you want to after you grab it. I don't care, but definitely grab it. Okay. It's really good. It's a whole workbook. It's going to help you actually start to identify your birth readiness and create a birth prep strategy. And we're going to talk about all these same things that we've been chatting about. Um, There's some beautiful birth affirmation cards that I made for you guys inside of there. Um, specific to having a fear-free birth. And then finally, one more thing I just wanted to touch on, and I kind of did already, but um, being informed can really impact that fear because fear of the unknown is by far the sneakiest kind of fear. It can kind of seem like you have absolutely no control over it, Um, but that's not true. I always coach my clients to inform themselves of three 
things, but really four things, because you absolutely need to know your rights as a patient. That is the bare minimum. But first, I want you to inform yourself on how your body actually works to birth babies. When I say I was blown away at watching my body do what it needed to do when I actually gave it the space to have an all-natural birthing experience, I was shocked. And I had read the birth stories. I had educated myself on all of the things. I had all of these expectations for it, but actually witnessing it was just, wow, amazing. Next, I want you to inform yourself on all of the different decisions that you get to make surrounding your birth, and then all the different options that are available to you for each of those decisions. Be careful, especially if you are giving birth in a hospital. They like to present things as only having one option, when really they just want to do things that way because that's their standard of care. Which brings me to reason number three. You need to know what your provider's standard of care is. Your provider's standard of care is just the way that they do things. Hospital policy is for the hospital. If you want to do something differently, you have the right to do so. This is why it's so important to inform yourself on all of these things so that one, you can plan a birth that you really truly want and deserve. You can prepare for it and then you can go in there completely informed, ready to advocate for yourself, ready to have your birth partner advocate for yourself. Maybe you hired a doula. You are ready to go against whatever part of their standard of care that you need to go up against. If any, you might not, you might want to do things exactly how they do them and that's totally fine. All of these options are valid and they are all available to you. But knowing that in advance allows you to kind of understand just how much advocating you're going to have to be doing for yourself. If you haven't listened to my podcast about choosing a provider, do that, especially if you're unhappy with your provider and you might want to fire them. That would be helpful for you. Obviously, the goal is to have a provider whose standard of care best aligns with your goals for your birth experience. It just makes things easier. You can have the birth of your dreams with any provider, but you might have to fight for it. Being informed of all of these things allows you to answer those what ifs that can wreak havoc and create fear in your mind. What if you have to go back for a C-section? What if you need an episiotomy? What if baby is breached? Answer those questions. What if? What are your options? What are the risks versus the benefits for all of those options? What will your plan of action be? What's the worst case scenario? What does your backup plan look like? Being informed is powerful in so many ways. And like I said before, the birth industry profits largely off of uninformed and scared mamas-to-be. Once upon a time, I was that uninformed, scared mama-to-be. Kind of like three times. <laughs> but now I know I have nothing to fear. Birth is beautiful and your dream birth is available just like it was for me. Thank you so much for being here. I think this is such important and incredible work and I applaud you for learning more about it. I think it can change everything for you. I think it has the ability to help you achieve that dream birth experience that you're envisioning for yourself. I know that because I did it for myself. Um, so I know that you can do this. I would love to help you in any way that I can. I'm going to stick some resources in the show notes for you guys. Um, I have some free resources like a birth prep readiness guide, which I think is really important. It's something that I walk my clients through when we start working together with birth prep coaching. I kind of do that so I know like where the gaps are in their strategy and where we can start working to fill those gaps and make sure they are best prepared to achieve their specific plan. 
There's a questionnaire in there that we revisit after we've implemented some more strategy vibes and seeing like, is there any more room for improvement in all these different areas? I just want you guys to be set up for your best chance of success that day. And the more preparation you do, the better your chances are of success. I always compare birth to running a marathon. If you are not training for the marathon, yeah, you could win, but your odds of success are pretty slim. The more you train, the more you prepare, the more your mindset is in check with what's going on, the better your chances are of succeeding and winning and accomplishing all of your goals that you've set for yourself. There's some other free resources that I'll link if you guys want to grab those. There's a home birth supply list, birth affirmation graphics, um, a dream birth journal, things like that. So you can go and check those out. Grab anything you need. Grab them all if you want. And I hope they help. This was really fun. I love talking about this stuff. Thank you for hanging out with me. Until next time, you beautiful, absolutely gorgeous, glowing mother-to-be. I'm so excited for you. Go and do some beautiful planning and preparing for your birth. We'll chat soon. See ya.